The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E-Cigars.com or check out the link on the BBB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Welcome into the first ever Twitter spaces for the Bostonian versus the book. I am Matt Peralta alongside Dave Sherapan, who is not in Las Vegas. I am. Dave, where are you these days? What's up? Uh, I'm good. First of all, how are you? You good? Everything good? I'm great. I'm phenomenal. Uh, Yeah. I mean, because a lot of people are very concerned about you about uh and the celtics losing and getting housed and quitting and everybody's very concerned i mean i'm not even in vegas and i'm getting texts and calls check on your boy Peralt. is everything okay (laughs) is he gonna be okay are you gonna still have a show even if boston loses (laughs) and i said you know now, wait, we're on Twitter spaces, so we can pretty much say whatever we want. Is that right? Whatever the fuck you want. Everybody's real fucking concerned about you. Okay. <laughs> and I said, he's fine. Everybody relax. Yes, we're going to have a show. I am in Columbus, Ohio. I had to stop in Chicago, change planes, and got to Columbus yesterday um, to see Brother Doug. You guys may know Brother Doug. If you don't, go to my Twitter at Sports BK, can see you can see Brother Doug. Um, he's my second brother behind his brother Dan, then Brother Doug, and then my sisters Dina and Dara. Um, so he's about three and a half years younger, four years to be exact. So um, came to visit him. Got a lot of stuff going on. I am currently sitting in the Barstool Sportsbook at the Hollywood Casino right now, not far from his house. We're going to do a little bit of recon, meet some people, check some things out. And um, that's where we're at right now. So the place isn't even open. I mean, the book is open, but the sitting area and everything doesn't open until four o'clock. Welcome to the East Coast. Wow. How about that? Yeah. So for you guys who might be either new to the spaces or new to the show, first and foremost, thank you for being here. This is very much of an experiment for us as to how we're going to do this and, 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 and the way that we're going to be doing this. But if you guys are 
wanting to chat with us. We're going to save some time towards the end of the show where you guys actually can talk to us. You actually could be a part of the show. So because it's on Twitter spaces, we have the ability to bring you guys up to ask questions, comments, whatever, but we're going to run a normal rundown show for the first, you know, 45 minutes or so. Uh, and then we'll do typical better to book it. And we've got some new things. Our friends from Omaha Steaks are back. So we got that starting up here today. So all very cool. What is first and foremost, though, Dave, what is on the agenda for you in Ohio? What do you have a set of like what you're going to do? Is it just hang out? I know you're you know, trying to mow the lawn for some reason. We don't have lawns in Vegas. So you're learning about grass again. What What is the plan for you in the Buckeye State? Oh, my God. So yesterday... Uh, he picked me up with my nephew and my niece, uh, Crosby and Kate, and we went bowling. We went to eat at Quaker Steak and Lube. We then went home and we played ping pong for two hours. And it was an absolute joy because this is the first time that we've been in the same place since my stroke and since... Five days later, when I got home, you know, we were talking on the phone and he said, hey, I didn't want to alarm you while you were in the hospital. You had enough going on, but I have colon cancer and I got to start, you know, chemo and treatment and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, well, I was ready to drop everything and fly and see him then. And I wasn't allowed to fly after the stroke. I wasn't allowed to go on a on a flight for a year. They told me you got to stay home, blah, 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 blah. So I couldn't go see him. So that was gut wrenching and we had not seen each other since. So he battled, he did his thing. He got, he was getting a call today. And right before we started this, the doctors called him and he got his, his two year clean scan. Nice. And, and we were just, you know, hugging in the car. Like we, we, I mean, it was awesome. And I got to be with him. I wasn't with him the day he went to ring the bell and I wanted to be, and I couldn't go. Um, but it's a special day where we don't have any real agenda. Like, you know, um, he's in a situation like you now, single dad. Um, the kids are with the mom now the rest of the week. So it's just me and brother Doug hanging out. He's got two dogs. Um, I went outside. He's got nothing but grass behind him. Ducks walking <laughs> around. There's trees. There's all kinds of, he's got a riding mower. I feel like I went back in time a little bit, but it's nice. Right. And I mean, I think we're going to see the Cardinals play the Reds tonight in Cincinnati. Oh, is 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 what we're 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 going to eat lunch first. He gets very hangry when he doesn't eat, and he goes, "Are you going to talk to Peralt or not?" And I said, it's "Two o'clock. We're scheduled for two o'clock." He said, "You never start on time." I said, "You're right." <laughs> I said, "I promise you, we're going to get it done." And so he's walking around right now. I'm in a booth sitting here doing the show. And um, I don't know what the agenda is going to be. He He's looking for either lunch or a pie gal table at the moment because oh. he don't get to do much either, you know, as far as like fun stuff. So that's the plan right now is we're doing the show. And then uh, he drives and I just get in the car wherever he tells me to go. That's where we're going. <laughs> That sounds fun. We'll get to the Reds game a little bit later in the show. All right, let's start with the Celtics and the Lakers who are now both down 0-3. Oh, man. What do you think 
What do you think the Monday morning TV executive meeting is like this today when you could have had Lakers Celtics in the battle for 18 and instead we're getting Denver and Miami, which is going to be okay, but a lot of the country is going to tune out. The reality is this, the basketball is going to be phenomenal, not good. I think the basketball is going to be great. So I disagree. You don't think it's going to be a good series? Nope. You really are all in on Dallas, or I mean Denver winning this, huh? Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> I think it's it's a, at best, or at worst, it's a six-game series. Wow. Can be 4-1. They, they, they don't have the defensive acumen, and I love Spolstra. Spolstra's tremendous, but Michael Malone is not Joe Missoula. And you're going up against a team that has a bench, has a two-time MVP, has Murray shooting the basketball as well as he's shot, you know, since the bubble. And you've got role players who understand what they're capable of and what they're needed to do. And Bam is not going to be effective. Jimmy's going to get his, but who cares? The role players, the undrafted role players for Miami, this is where coaching comes in. Missoula just hasn't had a game plan to stop the three-point shot from the guys who you think, ah, don't worry about it. I mean, Boston had a tough time last night guarding you know, white guys driving to the basket. Like this should not be difficult to do with the athletes that Boston has on the court versus what Miami was putting out there. And I mean, Duncan Robinson getting to the rim is embarrassing. That's not going to happen in the series against Denver. And they have no, they have nothing to stop Jokic. I mean, he is going to be, I know Bam is, is, is impressive, but he's not going to stop Jokic by any means, either hand, either shoulder. He'll poach up, poach up out of IO and just go for 40 in 20 a night. I, I don't give Miami much of a shot against Denver, but I mean, look, it, it, it's Can fun we for agree us. that it's over for both the Celtics and the Lakers. Can we agree That's on one, that? It's 149 and oh, I don't think we're, we're numbers guys for a while. I mean, the numbers are the numbers. One series ends tonight. Next series probably ends tomorrow. I mean, and then we have like what a week off before the NBA final starts. So, you know, the country will forget that basketball is even being played. Well, isn't, we'll have... isn't that the problem? Like, yeah, the, the, the problem is going to be, I mean, yes, the, the network executives are going, geez, we would have had LA Boston and would have had monster ratings, but we won't now, but we have a week off to, to what? to talk about how great it's going to be, and then they're going to come back. People have the attention span of our our kids. Yep. It's going to go away from all of everyone's consciousness except for the content creators and the betters. And even then, I think the handle is going to be so down. Yes. Despite the fact that it's going to be awesome. I think – I can't believe you're ready to just, I mean, it's, it's a wrap. Denver just wins that series. I look, I've been watching Denver closely. I've been talking about it on the show. They're so and, good. And, and Denver right now is playing. This is the piece for Jokovic to shut everybody up. They, I love what Murray said after game three, when all the accolades were coming down and everyone, you know, for the post-game interview, you know, what do you guys think about for game four? How do you guys think about going to the NBA finals? And he goes, look it, we got five more to go. That's what we need. Five more. Like they're counting it down. They look like a team 
hell bent on winning a championship to finally quiet down all the nonsense that's been going on around this roster and all the, around this team ever since the bubble. You know, how good is Jokic? Should he be the MVP? Blah, blah, blah. If he wins a championship, Jokic goes into the upper echelon of the NBA elite. The team knows it and they want it for him. He's just this lovable, goofy teddy bear that is so easy to cheer for and so easy to like. Now, I, Miami's got Jimmy Butler and they got Spolstra, but the Denver Nuggets were beating the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets are going to beat the Miami Heat. I mean, I will be stunned if the Miami Heat are the champs this year. Did we lose you or did you mute yourself? Dave, I think you muted yourself. Uh oh. No, I'm good. Sorry. There we go. I'm trying to mute it and talk at the same time and try to keep the music. Oh, you're, you're fine. Oh, you're fine. No, no, no. I, I think it sounds fine. Don't worry about it. Leave it up. You're all good. Right. Yeah, you're all good. All right. No, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I did a, a call today with Eric Raskin from US Bets, and we were trying to come up with a number. Have you seen like what the numbers are going to be? You know, Miami hasn't been favored in a game other than the two games at home against the Knicks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The books won't, for whatever reason, they just won't respect Miami at all. I mean, Denver's a minus 220 favorite to win it all right now. And then everybody else is big plus money. And I mean, yeah, I, I can't argue with it. I mean, it, it, it's the right number for, for Denver to be big favorites. They're playing at altitude. They don't lose at home. I mean, do they have home court? I mean, it's 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 going to be you know Herculean if this Miami Heat team wins it all, and it'll be just incredible. Everything is stacked against them, and going from the play in to the championship, just getting to the finals from the play in. As I said before, Eric Spolstra is a Hall of Famer now. In my mind, doing what he is doing with this roster and this team, he is a Hall of Fame coach. I am all in on on what he has accomplished. This was the last question I had about, well, he had LeBron and he had Dwayne Wade and he had Shaquille O'Neal and, you know, all these incredible players. Now, man, this guy's amazing. He he is the best coach in basketball right now. Eric Spolcher is killing everyone. And look at the coaches he's going to get fired. Because Joe Mazzulla is going to get fired. I know people are arguing on this. Oh, the, man. Why do you want to fire this guy so quickly? This is he's it? 34 years old who was not supposed to be the coach, and there are multiple championship-winning coaches on the market right now where if you can get Nick Nurse, if you can get Monty Williams, if you can get Mike Budenholzer, you go and get legitimate, proven head coaches who know how to coach superstars. Because Joe Mazzulla said it last night. And I think he got himself fired last night by saying, that's on me. I did not have the guys ready to play in an 0-2 hole, must-win situation. You admit that you couldn't motivate your players. That means you've lost the locker room. You're gone. You're out. Done. I mean, wasn't it enough to, to, to just miss shot after shot, not really play defense and get blown out in a game that – I mean, forget the numbers. Like, they were minus three. And, again, odds makers, as much as anybody else, are just booking the bets. Like, there's an opinion sometimes when it starts, and then the market shapes it. Mm -hmm. The market was on the Celtics. It was all – I mean, like, they if they weren't, they would have moved the number. Right. So – or they just sat there and, you know, took the bets and raked it in and 
again, I mean, they were only they were still favored to win the series before the game last night. The Celtics were right. Incredible. So now all of that being said, all the regular season accomplishments out the window for you. Mazzola's done. That's it. That's it. You just, you know, we're, th- we're that. We can't learn together. No, I don't. I have no interest in learning with a 34 year old head coach when you have Jason Tatum and you're arguing internally as to whether or not to give Jalen Brown the the max extension. And you're going to have a really tough conversation this year as to how much money you want to give him because he's been such a ghost in this series. He's been a non-factor and Tatum has had Tatum moments, but even Tatum hasn't performed all that well. The role players, I mean, he's struggling to find a rotation. He's struggling to come up with a defensive game plan. I mean, look, we knew Ime Odoka was a really important piece to the championship to, to the Eastern Conference championship run last year in the finals. I don't think anybody really, I, I didn't, realized how important defensively he was from an X's and O's standpoint when it got to this level. When you're to the final four, Joe Mazzula very well one day might be there. And, and I guess everyone's making the joke that Jimmy Butler knocked out West Virginia in college to end Joe Mazzula's college career. Oh, and now, no. And now Jimmy Butler is going to end Joe Missoula's head coaching career, which I I think is funny, but it's accurate. And look, sometimes you get too much too fast and you get exposed. And I think that's what's happened here to Joe Missoula. You have Tatum and Brown in their prime. You can't wait for someone to learn on the job. This is like, I, I, I made this call a long time ago when Mike Shula got the head coach for Alabama. It was, you know, he's a really good offensive mind. He stood up there at the podium and he absolutely failed his first major test. He was a bum, bumbling buffoon. And everyone went, oh my gosh, who did they just hire? This is unbelievable. And Mike Shula went out and was awful. He was a horrendous head coach for Alabama. He's gone on to be a very good offensive coordinator. It's worked in many places. He's a very good offensive mind. But as a head coach, he got it too quickly at too big of a job. And he never was a head coach ever again. Same thing may but, happen with but Joe it was, But it, it was a bad football team that he got, right? I mean, by Alabama standards, it was a bad football team. Right. It's Ala- so it's Alabama. He, wasn't, he wasn't really put in the position to be successful. I remember that from – I was in Vegas when that happened. What, what year was that? Ooh, uh, probably 06, 05, 06, 07, somewhere yeah, in there. Okay, right. I was working at the Gold Nugget, and we kept saying that's that's a terrible – that's, that's not going to work. That's just <laughs> that's just not going to work. And remember thinking, you know, that's a fade against Alabama. Now, to be thrown in the way he got thrown in and get them this far, something was working. Is something broken? Like, did something happen in your opinion? I mean, they just no. won a game seven yep. at home against the Sixers. Yep. And everything was like, all right, let's go. Because Tatum went nuclear until he scored 51 points. I mean, if if Boston can't win close games, which is what you have to win in the postseason, and it comes down to two or three possessions, and you have to have the grit, the fight, and the motivation to go out there and match Miami's intensity. Miami hasn't lost a home game in the postseason for a reason. I mean, they are incredibly talented at home. They're very difficult to stop. Jimmy Butler gets going downhill. Boston can't figure out how to guard the pick and roll with Jimmy Butler. 
it's just, look, Joe Mazzulla can be a head coach in the NBA. I, I'm not saying he, he could wind up somewhere else. It's just that Boston has championship aspirations. And when you do that, everything is going to be scrutinized and everything you did in the regular season. That's great. But Mike Butenholzer just got fired. Okay. Miami got him fired. Miami's going to get Joe Mazzulla fired. Same, <laughs> same situation. Cause Eric Spolster is the best coach in basketball. He's the best basketball coach on the planet right now. And it, when teams look at that, they go, okay, that's the standard. Is our guy good enough? And the answer is no, our guy is not good enough. And so we're making changes and we're, and, and we're going to make a move. And look, I, I mean, a lot of people think that Missoula, because he got a multi, he got a multi-year deal after they fired Ime, that he's going to get kept around. And I'm just telling you, the market's going to revolt. If Joe Missoula is back as the coach next year, that's a really damning thing for the Celtics, just from a monetary standpoint, saying we couldn't eat the contract for Joe Missoula. So we were worried about, you know, d- dollars and cents. This is what happens with the Red Sox all the time, Red Sox fans are furious because they're not spending to do the things they need to do to compete. And they're saying, hold on, hold on. Well, Celtics fans aren't going to say that and go, yeah, okay, we're okay with that. Went to the finals and the Eastern Conference finals, and we lost them both. We won 18, and we need the coach to bring it to us. And I don't think Joe Mazzulla was ever on the radar screen because it was all about Ime Odoka. And then he did what he and did. And then that changed. Well, I and mean, they he was, still got yeah. back to the Eastern Conference Finals, so right. maybe, maybe it's not so much about the coach, is it? I mean, people are making that case saying the, the, it shouldn't be on Missoula; it should be on Jalen Brown. I mean, the, the the real criticism should come to when Jason Tatum's not having a fifty point night. Your other superstar, your second team All NBA player, has to rise up, and he hasn't done that. I mean, he's jacking shot after shot. But I think this needs. I mean, to be what t- is Marcus Smart doing? Well, I mean, well, hold on, but I, I think on Jalen Brown's front, I think that hand injury that he suffered that keeps on opening up and bleeding three or four weeks after he suffered it. He hurts. I, I think that hand injury is significant. I think the he elbow. Hurt. Yeah. I think the elbow injury is significant. I think the He's wearing hand, that mask sometimes. Yeah, yep, like, I agree. Uh, I think Brown is beat up. Yep, I would agree. I think that that's we're going to find out like after a hockey series, we're going to find out exactly what Jalen Brown is dealing with. And it might change some opinions if it's like he has a lacerated tendon in his hand and he can't grip and he can't shoot the same way. If he's got a busted elbow that, that alters his shot. I mean, he, he's definitely banged up. There's no debate that Jalen Brown's not where he needs to be health wise. But everyone's nicked up and banged up in some form at this point after playing 100 basketball games. So I, I I think there's going to be a change. I do. I think Boston's going to have to try to go get a name. I think Boston fans are going to require it. It's just I don't know if the ownership is going to be 100% on board with doing this. But, I mean, Brad Stevens, those rumors, you told me that rumor, and I think that rumor is – I mean, I heard it this weekend, that don't be, don't be shocked if Brad Stevens is no longer with Boston next year. And if that's the case, now we're in major turmoil for the, for the Celtics when it comes to their front office and what's going to happen going forward. So – it, it, it's tough. I mean, there's definitely it's it's awesome. It's awesome to have two great young stars, but it also creates this environment of championship or bust. And no one's going to be like, oh, well, you know, you went to the Eastern Conference Finals after firing your coach in the preseason. That's incredible. Nope, that's not going to no. be the standard. Out. Wow. Yeah. Not going to be the standard by by any means. Um, let, let's talk some golf before we get to tonight. We'll, we'll get to the Lakers game here in a little bit. But yep. Brooks Kepka won the PGA yesterday, but I don't think that's the story. Did you follow the Michael Block story at all from yesterday? Oh, that was awesome. It was, I mean, it was, it was just, 
I mean, that was the story. Like, it was great. Kepka was great. Um, I was on a flight. Uh, and when I landed in Chicago, I ended up next to a guy who was watching it on the plane. So, listen, East Coast time zone is messed up. Like, <laughs> I, it, I had no, I was like, wait, they're just teeing off? It's the middle of the day. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not back east anymore or out west anymore. Like, I was messed up. But I got caught up watching it, and then I saw it on your Twitter, the hole-in-one. Oh. I mean, just fantastic. I have a hole-in-one. You it do? Was, oh, yeah. You jerk. <laughs> I know. It was great. I I did it. on. I was, I was the director of sales and marketing at a golf course. I was entertaining some people. We, took, we That was my job, take people golfing. And I hit a nine-iron. The hole was 129. It was on number nine, right in front of the clubhouse. There was a bunch of women out eating lunch <laughs> at the spa. It went one bounce, second bounce, trickled right in the cup. I went nuts. Everybody went nuts we were playing with. I went up and walked up and picked up the ball. And everyone at the clubhouse and eating lunch out on the patio stood up and clapped nice. i felt like such a big shot i tipped my cap <laughs> picked out the ball and man the rest of the round is like uh, uh, I, I can't i blanked out i don't even remember what i shot but it was great that was great michael that was awesome was there a better story yesterday not even, that golf? Not even no, close not right? even close and people were criticizing cbs for not showing enough of him which i was really kind of interested because on saturday he did an in round while he was playing interview with Jim Nance. And I thought, man, that might be the start of something because it was riveting to have a guy in the middle of, of a major golf tournament on Saturday be asked questions because there's in between shots. He had a lot of downtime waiting for the tee shots because they were so backed up for everything that was happening on the course that Michael Block just came across as such an everyday guy about, you know, he charges 150 bucks for lessons. He's made enough money that he only teaches his friends now and doesn't have to do a lot in California from a lessons perspective. And then he goes off and wins $290,000 yesterday, including the shot of the tournament with a slam dunk hole in one shot that was unreal. I mean, his personality is such kind of a happy-go-lucky guy. The swing is not pretty. It's not like a Tiger Woods picture-perfect swing. But all he does is go out there, and then he gets a phone call after the round where now he gets invited to go play this week on the PGA Tour. And who knows what happens after that, where the guy goes. But he's going to be a legend for what he did at the PGA because that's the difference with that tournament versus all the others is that club pros are playing in that tournament if they qualify. And this guy qualified. He's going to try to qualify for the U.S. Open with his son. They're going to go out there. They're both golfers. <laughs> he has to go qualify for the U.S. Open after that performance. Awesome. Awesome. Just I fun. mean, well, how, how do you add to that? Like, the cool stuff that you can do or talk about um, is just is really <laughs> – I don't know if you just have to get to that age where you just say, fuck it, like I don't right. care. But, like, talking to a guy during – the round is great. I've seen this before. They've, they, you know, they've asked Morikawa questions and he's been mic'd up and, you know, or they, they listen in on things. 
listen, we got to find ways to get people to watch different things. This is a great thing. I don't think yeah. it's a good thing. I think it's a great thing if the guy wants to do it. Right. Now, you can't force someone, <laughs> you know, to to do it if they don't want to do it. And some guys may want to do it and just won't be good at it. That's fine, too. Find the guys that want to do it, one, and find the guys that are good at it and do more of it. You can't – I can't get enough of it. Yeah. That's that, – that was awesome. Now – I mean, him winning money to, to, you know, getting an invitation to this week. I mean, I saw the video when they called him yeah. and they've been, you know, you're going to Dallas, you're going to play in like, what? There's the <laughs> purse for that is $8 million. I mean, this, this, these are, this is a life changing opportunity. If he plays well, you know, makes the cut contends again. Plays he played golf with Rory McIlroy in the final round of a major. Did he beat Rory? I think he beat him, right? No, I think he lost. I think uh, the okay. head to head. Jeff put it up at circa. Uh, was it gigantic price? People bet block because people always bet the, yeah. the underdog and bet the story. <laughs> and you know, it didn't work out, which is fine. But I don't know, man. It was great. I thought it was great. I really did. I, I mean, it had me riveted on from Saturday. I didn't know much of the story until he made the cut. And then when he made the cut and then on Saturday, everybody was talking. And then when they told him live, Hey, by the way, you're playing with Rory tomorrow. He was like, wait, what I'm playing with who in the final round of a major I'm playing with Rory McIlroy. Are you kidding me? Like that was just such a honest moment that I think so many people who have picked up golf clubs, like, what would you feel if someone told you, by the way, you get to go play golf with, you know, a top 20 player in the world and you're going to have all these eyeballs on you? I mean, the, everyone was talking about the gallery size. Michael Block had like a Tiger Woods type gallery following him around. Everybody wanted a piece of this guy. It's not going to stun me, Dave, if we see him doing commercials. I mean, this guy right now is sort of a household name. If I'm Titleist or if I'm TaylorMade or somebody – I'm locking this dude down. I mean, I don't know what the hat, that raw hat. I have no idea what that was. My guess is he's going to have endorsements for next weekend, right? I mean, I'm looking for a raw hat as we speak. <laughs> what is it? What is raw? I have, listen, <laughs> I didn't know what the meat curtains were before <laughs> we find out what the actual raw is and start talking about it. Maybe we should find, I, I don't know. Maybe I got to look it up on the, look it up on the internet and find out. But I know I saw it and I said, well, now I got to get one of those hats. I don't even know what it means. I have no idea. But according to, uh, I I guess it's a tailor-made milled grind wedge. Oh, okay. That's what raw, that's what raw refers to the MG three wedges. See, this is where we would have our chat live. When we do the (laughs) show, somebody would come in and probably come up with something very witty to say or comment. As Brother Doug walked by me, I don't know where he went, but he went and got a Wahlburgers. He oh, got a nice. Nice. A Those are good. Uh, well, I thought he brought over a container, right? And I thought he brought me a burger while I'm doing the show. He right. brought me an empty container. <laughs> there's nothing in the container. So, Doug, if you're listening, you got me, you little <laughs> shit. This is, I mean, this is, he brought me an empty, it's empty with a ketchup, couple ketchup wrappers in it. Thank you. So I guess I'll be getting Wahlburger after this. That's no, man, good. that was awesome. That was, that, that was, um, you know, to, to, to tie it up, give me more of it. That, yeah, it by, the, 
by the way, you cannot get a raw hat. They are sold out on TaylorMade's website because of Michael Block. So TaylorMade's very happy with, with, with putting that on Michael Raw's head. Uh, that was, I guess that was his sponsor. He does have TaylorMade from a sponsor standpoint. So he does have some sponsorship. But yeah, I mean, congratulations to that guy. All right, to hockey. Uh, Vegas is up 2-0 on Dallas. How surprised are you that Vegas won game two? Because I thought, I bet Dallas. I thought the Stars, Ottinger after a loss was so automatic. Another overtime win. All four games, first two games of each championship series goes to overtime for the first time in history. I really thought with the noon start in Vegas and the auditors bounce back, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, they were winning the game till very late. And Vegas scored late to tie it. it was that a pass? pass? Are you kidding oh. me? Eichel, no look, backhanded pass to Marcia. So are you serious? That was that's ridiculous. A, that's a play. That's that. That's actually a play that you practice. Me, me, and and this guy uh, Barry that I played with uh, used to. We we had a word we would say, and that meant for the other guy to go to the net. We're going to give you the no look pass because nobody sees it coming and. The defenseman had no idea that Marsha Show was there. I mean, it was a great play. They tie it. There was no doubt in my mind after they did. I was like, oh, no, it's yeah. over. Like, yeah. if you if you had Dallas, they weren't going to win. It was going to take a, a, a fluke play or a giveaway. Those momentum things are real in the game. Um, surprised? Not really. I mean, the home team won both games. The way they won was okay, but like... It's demoralizing, I mean, it's not, is it not? It's what? Is it demoralizing if you lose both games in overtime? You were that yeah, close? Yeah, but I mean, both? you know, you. I mean, you ask Carolina. You know, same thing tonight, right? Like, they, they have to find a way to go win a road game. Dallas gets to go home. I really like Dallas in game three. I really, really do. Um, right now, I mean, we went, you know, so good. Brother Doug picked me up, and we went to Quaker Steak and Lube, <laughs> and he's like, "The hockey game's on," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's an afternoon game." He's like, "Why is it an afternoon game?" So this is an af- I, I don't know. Vegas has EDC and everything. I don't know. It's an afternoon game. It's it's national TV, so we had to find a place to put it on. No one in the world knew that it was on anywhere we where we were, so. <laughs> We had to put it on, and then at the bowling lanes, I was the, we were the only people watching the game. Wow. So there was no one that even gave a shit anywhere we were. So we watched the whole thing. It was a great hockey game, wasn't it? Was. It, not? it was an unbelievable hockey game. I just, oh. love, I just, I just love the fact you're, you're at Quaker Steak and Lube because this is taking me back to my Omaha days. I did so many remotes at Quaker Steak and Lube, but I've never seen another one since I left Omaha. So it's tremendous to hear these references. Chain restaurants that are that are around. But yeah, it was a tremendous hockey game. I mean, but Vegas is so good on the road. I don't know if I automatically say that Dallas is gonna win game three. I don't know. I mean, things are looking really good for Vegas. Aiden Hill might go to the Stanley Cup finals. The fifth goaltender for Vegas this year might wind up taking them to a cup final. That's crazy. You know, he just popped into this Twitter space as he popped up to the top. Can, can we ask Coach what he thought about the basketball? Sure. What he, what he thinks about the basketball? Let me see if I can. I got I'm him. Gonna figure, I got him. I got him. Are you, uh, all right. Invite him to speak. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, I know he's been doing a lot of work and he's doing a lot of things. So if we can get Coach in here 
the real quick. Coach doesn't talk hockey, but no, we can come talk in. basketball. I mean, there well, we go. We can ask him his hockey opinion too. It's pretty sharp. He's he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's got it going on. Just unmute yourself, coach, and you're good to go. Damn about no damn hockey. Uh, (laughs) JY, shalom, brother. Shalom, my brother. What are you doing right now? You know, I was on my way home from school, and then I'm looking at this Twitter space. I said, what? BVP? Is on Twitter space? JY's got to get in the mix. I got got a pop in here, you know? Well, good. I'm glad you got a signal, and I'm glad you sound good. I'm sure you look good. Can you can you console Matt? I mean, he's ready to fire Missoula. It's over. Are you? Uh, is Missoula done in Boston? Oh hell yeah! I think. Oh Before game four. I mean, jam. <laughs> guys, th- think about this. Like you're down two zero. You're now double digits at the half. And basically, a, a game seven for you. And you, excuse my language, you fucking just laid a bet. Like, you just fucking you pissed the bet. Uh. Done. They didn't even compete. And, it, and, and for a coach, for a coach to sit there after the game and say, I've lost the locker room in the playoffs, in the, in the yep. conference finals, that tells even he knows his ass is in trouble right now. So, so Jay, why are you saying he fell on the sword in that post game last night? Like he just kind of just did it to himself. He said, "I lost the locker room, man. I can't do it." Like, is that what he admitted in that? I, I think the I think the sword got stabbed in him by the way his players performed. You could see it the way they played, and I felt like wasn't wasn't Jalen Brown like a little cryptic in his press conference, like. It ain't, yeah, it's it's not it's not right over there. Listen, it, I thought two years ago they were going to break them up, and then they found their niche. And they, and I think I think Brown realized that Tatum was the guy. You be the one, I'll be the two. But ever since the link of Durant to Boston during the season, I I felt like they have they those two haven't been right. And it's weird because it's like if one's going. Especially like Brown, if Tatum starts to like get his groove, it's like Brown doesn't touch the ball, and you can see Brown saying like, "Shit, I can go somewhere else and be the man over there." Every time they bring up a trade, uh, I'm mentioned. So I think there's problems. I'm sorry, man. I think there's problems in Boston. Big problems. I don't so, think that's wrong. I, I don't think that that's a that's a bad read at all. I think a lot of people in Boston have the same exact read about what to do because they claim that they buried the hatchet between the two of them. But that doesn't mean that Jalen Brown doesn't have a lot of animosity towards the Celtics. He may be cool with Jason Tatum, but I, I think he may say, look at the team and say, I don't trust you. But I mean, look, at they can give him the max extension. They can give him way more money than anybody else. So that's going to be my question is one, do they offer it to him? And then two, does he want to accept it? My gut, my gut tells me he would, because it's a ton more money. It's like 50 more million dollars to go play for Boston. But if Missoula is fired, which of the three that are, of the big name coaches would you hire? Nurse, Budenholzer, or um, who am I blanking on? Oh, James Young. Money, I, James. I hire James Young. <laughs> Monty Williams. Who's the third one? I'm, yeah, or Monty Williams. Which of oh. which of the three coaches would you put in Boston of the, of those three? Because they're young, those two kids. Those two kids. None of the three. You think I'm crazy? Ooh. I hire Kenny Atkinson. 
Wow. I'm a big Kenny Atkinson guy. Guys, look what he look what he did. Look what he did with that young Nets core. With that, that young like D'Angelo Russell, Jared Allen, Kyrie Levert. I mean, guys, he's a finalist for the Milwaukee jobs. That tells you right then and there that you know he's got something. And you and you honestly, you're gonna hope that with this player development experience and being around the culture of Steve Kerr, it's almost like you're trying to catch like. Uh, Mike Brown all over again. You're trying to catch lightning in a bottle again. I, I think that would not be a bad hire for Boston is to go with a young coach like a Kenny Atkinson. Jay White, we'll, we'll get you out of here on this. Thanks for popping in and, and, and giving us the, the stuff. We love when you come in and give us the good shit. I, you know, and, and you, you can say whatever you want because corporate coach is different than, than this coach, which I like. <laughs> Is is Denver a shoe-in to beat Miami? Like, because P-Roll just kind of ready to give them, you know, the NBA championship, give, uh, you know, Jokic the MVP. It's a pretty much a done deal. Like, I see Miami making it a, a series, don't you? Never dismiss a team coached by Eric Spolstra. But that being said... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But, but but Matt is right. They should be the prohibitive favorites because of the, not just the way that that Jokic is playing. Like like number one, let's stop the fucking Jamal Murray bubble Murray. Jamal Murray is just that good. Yep. He's just healthy. That's number one. Two, the exception of Michael Porter Jr. as just not just a stretch four. But now a guy that's starting to mix it up and go get rebounds and can pass the ball a little bit. But to me, it, it's these three guys that I've been so impressed with in this series. KCP, who's playoff-tested, 40% shooter from three. And Jeff Green is a, is a seasoned vet. Yep. And guys, where would they be without Bruce Brown? I mean, this guy's right. fucking everywhere. Oh, my. No, oh, guy can't miss. That's coaching so to me. To, to me, and and that's the last part is Mike Malone. I Kate up got a little mad at me over the weekend. If Michael Malone was coaching in New York or LA or Miami or Dallas, like a big Chicago, a big big media market, we would be calling Mike Malone one of the three to five best coaches in the league. But he I would agree. get respect because oh, he's a right. that guy can coach his ass off. No, there's absolutely no debate on that. JY, thank you, man. Really appreciate you coming on. This was a lot of fun. Appreciate you hopping in. Hey, anytime you guys are on Twitter spaces, JY would love to come on. <laughs> See you, brother. That's Coach, coach you joining us. Joining us here on BVB on our Twitter spaces. Good stuff with man, Matt oh man. to get him uh, up here to do that. That was fun. You can see Coach on Sports Grid coming up, I'm assuming, tonight with Gabe and Cam on Sports Grid on uh, In Game Live. Uh, also, Above the Rim, they do a great job uh, betting on all the NBA games and college games and college basketball is going on on Sports Grid. I, look, I, I think the only part about the Denver narrative that's going to get super annoying are the Nugget fans because they've been clamoring. Coach. Oh, wait a second. You can't be talking about other fans the way Boston fans. Oh, yeah, I can. So he, no, you no, cannot. No, 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 because here's why. Because it's going to be the biggest I told you so 
for the oh, next, yeah. for the next like three to four years because oh, everyone's been oh, dumping oh, like oh god because I mean I know people who cover the Nuggets and like they all oh, bang yeah. their chest about. Jokic, 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 Malone, Malone, Malone. You guys are East Coast. We're not flyover state. You guys are West Coast. We're not flyover state. You know, but but he, I mean, Coach Young's right. Michael Malone is a, is a tremendous, tremendous coach who has done incredible work with this roster, and they've built this team up to be the best team in, in basketball. They were the best team during the regular season. They, I mean, Jokic should have won the MVP. It should not have been Embiid, and it would have been his third in a row, like Larry Bird. And they didn't want to give it to him for whatever reason. And you had guys, you know, leaving him off their entire, you know off their ballots claiming some you know mistake mark jackson but it, it's been it, it's true i mean oh I, I don't know how i left him off how do i leave him off how do you leave off Jokic if you're, if you're actually a voter how the hell do you leave off Jokic on your ballot something should jump out of, when, when you're filling it out and, and Jokic's name is not on there something should go off in your head go oh shit I'm the two-time mvp i don't have him on my my ballot that that's a mistake so i'm not buying that for mark jackson that was okay but that's my I, I look at this and I'm going, oh no, here it comes because they're going to oh, win it all, boy. and in the in the victory lap is going to be unbelievable by Nugget people, and, and rightfully so. Okay, that they can do it. It's just that from now on, it's going to be oh, like the time you guys thought we couldn't win at all and we did. That's coming because because Bron- <laughs> Bronco fan and Nugget fan are the same. Oh, they're the oh, same. No. So what are you doing? No, it's the, it's, it's the same because you. It, We're going to get sponsors in Denver. What are you doing fine. right it's now? That's great. We should go there. And, I, and, and then you could say Matt picked your team for a month because I have picked the Nuggets for a month to win it all. But I'm just saying, take a look at that fan base in Denver, and they're going to be obnoxious as holy fuck coming up here for the next month, and it's going to be like oh. No, they're going to win it, and it's going to be so annoying. They're all going to all going to run around and just say, "We told you, we told you, we told you." And fine, you're right, but I'm like, I just don't. I'm just not here for it. So, are they more obnoxious than the Florida fans that if the Panthers win the what win the Stanley Cup what? are going to are going to be that way? Well, you have to assume they exist. You're saying Florida fans? Oh, they, they exist. Oh, wait. Florida, Florida fans exist. Shit, that, that, that's a first. I didn't, I didn't realize wait, that. Are, you, I, are like, you saying there's no Heat fans either? What are you saying right now? I, I, I mean, no one's from Florida. Okay, they're all from other parts. Oh, okay, so, no. so they're all just now you're really they're all it. just people who find their way to retirement oh. central, and they're bored as fuck to do. So, all right, let's go to a Heat game. Okay, <laughs> so they show up late. They leave early. Okay. It, oh. it's, 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 it's all what that whole, cause I look at, if I live on South beach too, I would go look at the scenery outside. I wouldn't be inside. Why would I want to be in title title shop everywhere? Every right. Day. I mean, my goodness, the, the bikinis are the size of postage stamps. Why not go to the beach and stare at that? I would too. I mean, shit, it's more fun. Go, go look at the money. Go look at South beach. It's I, I, I totally understand the point. I, I, I do, but like, I mean, what are Miami fans? Like, I don't know what they are. They're, 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 they're like the Loch Ness Monster. Like, you tell me it exists, but I don't really know if it exists. I've never seen a single person wearing a Florida Panthers hat in Las Vegas. I've seen some Miami Heat stuff, but they probably bought it yesterday and, and put it on just because they like to be bought. I got all the Heat stuff at a very discounted Of course you price. did. They were giving did. it away. Yes, of course I you got, did. And this is amazing, right? I bought it in December. And it was on a rat, and I like it because of the colors and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's nice. I had no idea why I was buying it. And I came home, and Jess was like, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, Jess, you really just never know when you're going to need it. But I like this stuff. 
Like I like the Heat logo. I like the colors. Maybe they'll go on. Maybe they'll go on a roll, and I'll get to wear it. So you know, I'm gonna have all the Heat stuff, and I don't want these Denver people coming at me because I got the Nuggets stuff too. I like those teams back in the day with Alex English, Kiki Vandaway, and uh, you know, Fat Lever. I think Bill Hanslick. I was watching basketball before a lot of the kids that listen to our show were born. I'm a big fan of the Nuggets. Not so much the Carmelo years, but they were close then. Yeah, they were. And these people want a championship. I get it. The books, I can tell you, are good with either result. Yes. This, this is going to be like you're going to get to grade whether the Lakers win tonight and extend the series for another game or not. That's neither here nor there because if they somehow win today, they're favored again and they're losing game five. It's done. Okay. Laker fans just understand all the rhombuses and parallelograms that bet the Lakers to win the West. You came close again. You got great CLV. They're not winning. Okay. They're not. It's a great result for the books, whether it's the heat or the nuggets, but I don't know, man. Like I, I, I think I don't. I are the Nuggets fans really going to be that bad? You really think they're going to take this victory lap for like, like oh, years? Years we're going to have to deal with this. Yeah, for the next couple of seasons at least. Like, is this going to be worse than the Cubs fans when they want it? Um, I mean, the Cubs no, fans are still no. living off of that. Yeah, no, period. because Cubs and Cubs and Red Sox fans are similar. When you suffer for as long as they suffered. Than in all the awful losses, the way that they lost them, I no different. Wait, real quick, and somebody, if I'm off on this, but somebody let me know if there is there any rumor, any truth to the rumor that if LeBron loses tonight, LeBron could retire. What? There's no way that's happening, right? I'm just seeing tweets on it, like about what's going on here. There's no way. Oh, I would be. I mean. I would be shocked. Wouldn't you be shocked? He's going to play with this kid at some I point. I would be like, I mean, stunned if LeBron loses tonight and walks away. That would be, but it would be the ultimate LeBron type of moment, though, right? If he did walk, saying, "Look, it, I've done everything I can do in twenty years. I've won four championships. I'm not going to win another one. I know I'm not going to win another one. So I'm going to. It's time to go focus on my kid and watch my son take the mantle and run." I don't I know. I'm very surprised. So not with him playing at the level that he's playing, but great ones. I mean, there's been a few that have stepped away at the top. You know, we talked about it Friday on the show, mentioned it, you know, Jim Brown passed away. He walked away at the peak. I yeah. mean, he was the best running back. He was the best athlete. He was the best, you know, in the, in the game period ever. And he said, I'm done. I'm going to go do other stuff. I I would I would make it a huge no that he's going to retire, but man, this is surprising to me. If no, I, I no, I'm, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying there's rumors. People have been throwing it around right now that there's something out there at the moment. I'm not saying it's true. It's just I would be shocked. Um, but one report is true: the Warriors, Kenny Atkinson, might wind up head go to the Bucks. That's now a very big possibility. So Boston may not have a shot to hire Kenny Atkinson. He may wind up coaching Milwaukee and Giannis. So that would be a big, that'd be a big deal, obviously, for for them if they're able to grab them. I, I want to say one quick thing about boxing, and then we got to get to the Omaha Take Steering Hot oh, Take because it, yeah. it, it it involves oh. your 
it involves your team. So I want to get your take on it here yeah. in just one second. Yeah. So Devin Haney won the fight here on Saturday night. And being, you were mad, mad. Oh, yeah, real mad. And I'm still mad. Vasily Lomachenko is my favorite fighter. Okay. And, and, and it had nothing to do with betting. Just let's let's no, preface yeah. that. Oh, yeah. It no, had no, no. nothing to do with betting. I mean, oh. I did have I did have a small, like literally a tiny bet on on I, I did a fun a for fun parlay. I took Mackenzie Dern by submission with Lomachenko to win. It paid nine to one. It was a straight Hail Mary. Dern won. She did not submit Hill and then Lomo lost. So it was, but that's not why I'm, I'm upset. And I've been, I, I've had long, two very long conversations with boxing people that I go to for my betting advice. And they both tell me that I'm way off. And I pushed back and I fought and they both disagreed. They started dropping different people, different very high profile boxers that agreed with them and not agreed with me. Fine. And, and they said, look, at, you're not a scorer. You're a gambler. You're, you watch the sport. I'm in the sport. I know I teach what it takes to win a fight. You don't. Like they were getting mad at me because I was pushing back on Lomo on the round, trying to make them explain because there was well, one, there's there's one card. A, there's a surprise that you're pushing back at people and people are getting mad at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it's but, fine. But, but these are, these, these the are my boys. upset yeah, of the but, whole day. These are my boys. These are people that, that, that literally I have sweat, I have bled with, I've sweat yes, with. Like, yes. like they, these are my boxing people. But they, they think probably I'm in, wanted to punch you. At they some did, point without a doubt. There's no, there's right, no, yes. no, we, we were texting They're not alone. Back. They're not the, alone. The, but the ahead. text, the text thread last night at ten o'clock because because oh they, 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 they came at me and said oh. you need to know something before you go on the air tomorrow about what oh. you're saying about this fight because they scored it seven five. I scored it eight four for Lomachenko. They scored it seven five. For Haney, there is a 16, a 116, 112 card by a guy who is a Vegas based judge. This was to me, and they think I'm insane. And they think I should not be saying this because they think I'm wrong by saying that a 24 year old from Las Vegas got home cooking from the judges because Lomachenko was 35 years old and Haney has the chance to make the market more money going forward. This was Triple G versus Canelo one and two which I had seven, five for triple G on both scorecards for one and two. It went to, it went to Canelo. One scorecard in, in both fights was completely Looney tunes and the fight 16, 116, 112 last night or Saturday night was completely Looney tunes. There's no way that that happened where it was eight to four for Haney. It just didn't happen. So, and I, and literally I had coaches who were sending me like, you know, the boxing acumen, we're going over compu box. We're going over a number of, you know, Lomachenko, it's not large, but Lomachenko won every stat category. He threw more, he landed more, more power punches, more jabs. He was more active. He had more ring command. In my opinion, he was able to cause more damage. The body shots were there. And if that's the difference in the fight, I'm blown away that a body shot is why, or multiple body shots are why it was separated. But it is the problem with boxing that that multiple people can watch the same fight and come away with dramatically different opinions. And the sport will never see Lomo fight Haney again. Haney is running from Lomachenko because he fought him once. He realized, oh, my God, I almost lost. He'll never go and fight him again because the real fight to make is the rematch. ESPN put Shakur Stevenson in the ring to do a face-to-face -to, -face to set up the next fight for Haney and Stevenson. Haney got so flustered by the whole thing, he ran to the locker room. He didn't want any part of the conversation with Shakur Stevenson because I guess he doesn't want to fight him either. So this is just like, as a boxing fan, this is why fans go to the UFC. 
Because at least with how all fucked up the UFC is, at least we see the fights we want to see. And yes, Vegas judging in the UFC is disaster. It's as bad as it is in boxing. But at least we see the fights consistently. And if there is a reason to rematch, which there is, Lobo and Haney 2 should absolutely happen. But there's no way it's going to happen. And watching Loma, Loma cry after the fight in the locker room, just that pissed me off beyond all belief. All right. Here's a couple questions. I'm going to, we're going to turn the tables because okay. you always ask me questions and then I respond. I'm going to ask you a couple questions right now. Yep. One, is it possible that Haney won the fight? It's a loaded question. I mean, he, I mean, is it possible in your eyes? No, but is it possible in someone else's eyes? He won the fight. Yes. I, I'm asking because I still have not watched the fight. Yeah, I so think people – I, I so. think you're going to watch the fight and you're going to go, what the fuck just happened? How the fuck did that happen? How did that – and you're going to have to break it down. You're going to have to go round. I mean the fact that Morietti gave the 10th round to Haney is the most egregious thing. Lomo – this is my boxing coach's opinion. He thinks that Lomachenko should have ended the fight in the 10th inning – in the 10th round when he had Haney hurt. He could have cleaned him out. He could have gone for it, but he was nervous about what might come back because Haney was hurt and didn't want to get hit himself hard by a fighter who was protecting himself, trying to keep himself in the ring. So he won the round versus going and trying to end the fight, which is what my boxing coach is saying, saying, you know what? If you got a fighter, he's like, I teach my fighters. If you have somebody hurt, you end the fight then. You don't wait. You go after it. Even if it means you lose the fight, ultimately, you see the opening and you take it because more times than not, you're going to win the fight. Okay. Loma, so, Loma didn't do that. So he didn't do it. Okay. So, but it's possible in some people's eyes, Haney won a fight. Is the, is the more egregious thing, which again, we've ramped up our vocabulary every single day on the <laughs> show. I love when we use really good words that we read in books and people might have to go back and try to Google what it means or all this other stuff like I did the meat curtains. But <laughs> is it the score that's really pissing you off? Like, because when when we sit and watch fights, which we've done now multiple times, and when we're not sitting together, we're constantly texting, what did you see? What did you see? 10-9 is like, it's fun. But this is somebody's life. This yeah. is There's millions of dollars at stake, like being decided by a guy going, hey, I'm really not sure, give it 10-9 him. Or, well, hey, this is the young guy, this is the old guy, give it to the young guy, 10-9 here. And then the things add up and you get a, a crazy scorecard, is it the score that's wrong or the process? Like, what do we do about this? According to people in the, in the boxing world that live and breathe this for their livelihood, they, the boxing likes, like the college football world, boxing likes controversy. Boxing likes the, the boxing likes the arguments. They like the gray. They like the unknown. They don't want it to be a solid set of rules. They want it to be up to the eye of the beholder as to who wins a fight. This which, doesn't help the betting. Nope. Uh-uh. It doesn't help anything. It, it doesn't help the sport. People run from the betting because the first thing that you see or hear, I'm at the Savannah Bananas on Saturday night, which, by the way, was – one of my favorite things about today I'm going to mention, but I'm driving home and my phone is blowing up. Do you believe this shit? The shit is still fixed. What the fuck is boxing doing? When are they kicking out of their own way? We have a tremendous fight and that's what we're talking about on yep. Monday, the day after, yep. you know, the week it sucks. I don't, I hate it. 
Yep. It sucks. As a boxing fan, as someone who li- who was super excited to watch that fight because I'm a monster Lomachenko fan. And this is what my, you know, people keep on saying to me, like, well, you're biased. You're biased. You're biased. You love Lomachenko. He's your favorite fighter. Yeah. He's my favorite fighter. Okay. So, so yes, going into it, I, I watched Lomachenko's footwork. I watch his speed. He's been incredible. Uh, I think the story is amazing. The number of amateur fights he had and turning pro and getting all the rings and being unified and his dream was to get it back and he had a shot at it. And then to have it be taken away from him in the way that it was, because he knew he was never going to get the shot again because Haney won't fight him. And so he had a one shot opportunity. And so he got, he felt like he got robbed against Teofimi Lopez, which I don't really agree with. I don't think he got robbed against Lopez. I think Lopez won that fight. And then he loses this fight to Haney. And that's pretty much the career for the 35 year old Lomachenko, which sucks because he's an awesome story and awesome boxer. I love watching him. I, I just think boxing, you're right, but you can't get out of his own way and yeah. can't. And, and now we were trying to figure out like what's next, you know, who comes next because, you know, after the tank fight, people were saying that Garcia threw it. Because, oh, a body shot can't stop somebody like that. Yes, it can. And if he went in, now he, he went in there, he's saying he had a previous rib injury, and that's why he went down. So everyone makes excuses for why they lost versus in the UFC, having two, three, four losses, no one cares. It's, is it a good fight? Yes. Well, let's go watch it. Let's go see. Conor McGregor has won one fight in four years. And yet, but he's gonna he's gonna fight Michael. He's gonna fight a huge fight in Michael Chandler coming up here at the end of the year, and it's gonna do huge numbers because people want to watch him fight. They want to watch Connor fight against Michael Chandler. So they like, might, they, uh, more than half want to see him lose. Yes, which is fine to play the heel. I mean, look, Floyd made a ton of money playing the heel. You can do that if you just go out there and be the negative guy that everybody hopes that the O's got to go or hopes to see him get knocked out. I mean, people love when Connor gets cracked or he breaks his leg or whatever happens. It's just boxing haven't, hasn't figured that whole thing out yet about losing doesn't have to be the end. You can go back and fight again. And everyone says, you know, Floyd screwed everything up. Well, then stop it. Don't let Floyd screw everything up. Actually have guys fight. Be willing to fight and do multiple fights against tough opponents. And if you lose, run it back and do it again and play, fight it again and start trilogies and whatnot. So I don't know. I'm super pissed off. I mean, I, I'm still mad about it. But, you know, my boxing people that I respect that I talk to before fights and I use their information to bet all the time tell me I'm, I'm off. So I, I maybe I am blind to this, but go watch the fight. You guys score it yourself. I scored an 8-4 for Lomachenko. I have no idea how, how, a, how a judge had an 8-4 for uh for haney it didn't make a lick of sense to me so all right right. we're gonna welcome back omaha steaks here guys it is back father's day is coming up we are psyched to bring these guys back here from omahasteaks.com you guys are gonna head on over to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code bvb at checkout for $30 off a qualifying offer. You guys know you've done it before. You got the bacon wrap fillets. You got all the great chicken breasts, the huge franks. You got the desserts as well. It could be for your father, your father-in-law, your father figure. It doesn't matter. It could be for your neighbor. It could be for your brother. It could be for anybody when it comes to Father's Day that they would love to get this gift delivered in an awesome sealed with dry ice that goes either right in the freezer or it can be taken out and cooked right away. I like to grill. Dave likes to grill. We love to grill. If you like to grill or your dad likes to grill, this is awesome. 30 bucks off with the promo code BVB at omahasteaks.com. Every purchase is backed by their unconditional money back guarantee. Minimum order may be required. See site for details. 
Our Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day comes from your team, Mr. Dave. What in the hell is going on with Ben Roethlisberger admitting <laughs> publicly that he wanted Kenny Pickett to, to fail? He said it publicly. I give him credit for being honest on a podcast. He said, quote, I'll be completely honest. I'll be super transparent here, and I'm going to get blasted. I probably shouldn't say this, but who cares at this point? I wouldn't say that I wanted Kenny to necessarily fail, but when someone comes in to replace you, I still feel like I had it. I hope he doesn't come and ball out because then it's like, Ben who? (laughs) What is Roethlisberger doing? Uh, All right. So a couple things. Guys, buy the meat. If you don't buy the meat for you, Buy the meat for somebody else. It's a great thing. And, you know, Omaha States kind of came back to us. We're doing this thing. It's a, it's a, it's an awesome thing. So for Father's Day, leading up to Father's Day, just go buy the meat. Two, Brother Doug and I were driving here, and I'm going over the rundown with him while he's driving. And I go, did you hear what Roethlisberger said? And he goes, why the fuck would he say that? Oh, wow. He yes. goes, that's like a parole. Like he said the quiet part out loud. And I go, yeah, it is. But what does Big Ben give two shits about saying it now for? Right, right. He's done playing. He's got to get clicks. He's got to get listens. He's in the media space doing the hustle just like the rest of us. So, okay. It's a weird thing to say, but it's refreshingly honest, is it not? The old man's hanging on to the job. They bring in the young kid who played in the same building as you in college, and you go, oh, man, if this guy goes, I'm going to be the backup. I'm going to be Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch was a nice backup for a number of years. Some guys can't be the backup. When you can no longer perform the job, and by the end, let's be honest, Ben couldn't move, couldn't throw the ball downfield, and he didn't get out of the way of hits as much as he used to. So it might have been – Career-wise, not a bad move to sit on the sideline, hold the clipboard, but some guys can't do it. I totally respect that. I actually respect him for saying it, but I have no explanation as to why. (laughs) I have no idea why other than to get clicks on a new podcast, right? Like, why why would you say it? Well, because he says it like he couches it in like 15 different ways. Like, I probably shouldn't say this. I wouldn't say that I wanted to Kenny Kenny to fail, but when someone comes to replace you, I still felt like I had it. Like he doesn't want to say it. He knows what he's saying and he still feels uncomfortable about saying it. And then he goes ahead and does say what everyone knows. I'm like, he's beating around the bush, but we know what he's saying. He's saying he didn't want Kenny Pickett to do well. He wanted him to fail. Like he actually wanted his replacement. Which is a weird kind of thing when you're on a team trying to win. Right. Right? Like, <laughs> like I don't want to hear that shit rooting against the guy that's going to make us win better like when you're the coach. And now you got a dynamic there that only adds to more shit. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, take it home and tell the wife, tell your, you know, your family, whatever, vent at home. Like, man, if this guy's good, I'm out. You know, then I just become just Ben who? Okay. Nobody gives a shit that's rooting for the team. And especially the upper management trying to put the team back to where they want it to go. I don't want to hear that stuff. So I guess I'm glad he didn't say it. 
while he was still in uniform playing? <laughs> right. Right. right? Like, he said it to Pickett's face. He said, early on, I didn't want you to succeed because you followed me up. I didn't want it to happen. I think that's probably the selfishness of me, and I feel bad for it. <laughs> he said it to Pickett. I feel bad, like, not helping you. This is like Brett Favre saying it to Aaron Rodgers of, like, I didn't try to help you, and I feel bad that I didn't try to help you. That's, I mean – I don't know. Some guys got it. Some guys don't. At some point, you know, I mean, you're in practice every day. Isn't that part of the job? Like, when, yes. listen, I've worked with so many young guys that came in and used to tell me, oh, man, I can make the numbers. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. And I'd be like, all right, that's awesome. Like, t- tell me why. And I would be training them. And then as they wanted to go on and do more, it was like, I became their biggest fan, especially whether, I mean, because if they made us win more as a book on it, like it was kind of a sports team, we might get bigger bonuses. We might get more opportunities. Like, so, so, all right, put your numbers up or let's talk about this some more and do it. Like, so either I think you have that in you or you don't. And if you don't, that's fine. But I don't know if I want you on my fucking team. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like, I don't know. This might be part of the problem why Ben was maybe viewed a certain way by certain people in Pittsburgh or within the actual locker room. I don't know. Because there's a lot of people in Pittsburgh that say he was a jag off. Okay. I mean, That's there's what, a lot of people that rooted for him, too, that thought he was a jag off. There might have been guys that played with him that needed him. They thought he was Jagoff, right? Your your brother just wrote to us, no reason for Big Ben, who I love as our QB and whose jersey I wore, to say he wanted Kenny to fail. Jagoff move, in my opinion. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Yep, that's yeah. It's just one of those like, wait, what did you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's our Omaha Steaks Searing Hot Take of the Day. BVB Love code it. at OmahaStakes.com for 30 bucks off your offer, off your order. All right. Uh, Lakers are laying three to the Nuggets tonight. Total's coming down to 224. Series end tonight, or does, does LeBron extend this to a gentleman's sweep? Uh, I really thought they were going to win game three, P. Roll. I really, really did. They got, they got nothing. I mean, I want it to end. I want both games. To, I, I want both to end in a sweep, so we can why? just really focus on baseball and hockey. No, and why? Because what? I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait a week till basketball plays again. So we're gonna extend these out. You remember? You gotta remember something. I I bet the for the juice. I'm running out of games. I'm gonna bet just baseball soon. This is not. I'm not looking oh, forward to a baseball only card. <laughs> Give me listen, as many games as possible in these playoffs. I don't want to bet baseball. Listen, only. that's what the books are hoping for. The books need another game. They need yeah. another <laughs> another day of life for these things. But um, the Lakers are favored. They're supposed to win. I'm not gonna watch one second of it. I, I got to be honest. Like last night. I was dozing in the second half. Brother Doug was making fun of me because I'm like, how do you people stay up it's and late. watch these games? It, it was late. 8, 8.30 Eastern time a, start. That's what he said. He goes, you know, the hockey game don't start till 8 o'clock tonight. I'm like, 8 o'clock? It's ridiculous. Oh, I forgot about this. The Laker game starts at what time tonight? Oh, I don't know. This that's is a good question. Uh, uh, Lakers start at 8.30 Eastern. 
Yeah, same day. Yes, yeah, five thirty our time. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah. For, for the rest of the for the rest of the playoffs, they're all eight thirty. Every game's well, eight thirty. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I sidewise, I don't know. Under, under again, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Zigzag theory on the under, but I, I think the only way the Lakers win this game is by the game going under. They can't. They're, they're not going to win a high scoring game against the Nuggets. Oh, fair. I don't know. I mean, we we, so you think- <laughs> we get a performance, right? Like the Lakers aren't going out like the Celtics did last night, right? They're not getting housed. Why not? Why not? Uh, blowout Central? Why not? I mean, why, I mean, it's, it's also a blowout's the under as well. I mean, either or. Lakers win, it's under. The only way it doesn't go, oh, it doesn't go under, in my opinion, is if the Lakers blow out the Nuggets, and then they, and then it's a high-scoring game. If if the Lakers win the game, you know, by ten or fifteen points, then it goes over. But otherwise, Lakers win, Nuggets, I think, can win the game, but I think they could blow them out. I'd be surprised if the Nuggets win the game like by five. That would that would surprise me. I think under's the best play in the game. That I would I would agree with. You get, you get these other scenarios, you know. I, I first thought is under. Yep. Carolina, Florida tonight. This is a coin flip at the books. Minus one ten. Most books right now, either side. Yep. Who do you who do you like? You like Carolina tonight? Um, I like under again. Yeah, I have no idea in this game. I have side- no idea sidewise. I'm looking sidewise at it right under. now. They got it right here. It's minus 110 both sides. I'm yep. staring at the board right now. Uh, yeah. Both, I mean, Carolina could be winning the series 2-0. Right. You know, two, two overtime losses, it, it, it happens. Um, wow, somebody actually just went to the counters. I've been here doing the show, and somebody just wrote a ticket for the first time in over an hour. <laughs> Maybe someone else will come in. So you like under, you like under five and a half? I do. I do. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. fair. Um, JY coming in here kind of stole the time that we were going to use for people. So tomorrow, guys, tomorrow we'll have some people come on up. That was an unexpected guest we put on when you got Coach James Young to come on. That was unexpected. So um, we'll do that tomorrow with, with guys coming up for conversations. But um, let's, let's do two baseball games. Atlanta – Against the Dodgers tonight, Morton against Stone. Total is nine and a half. Best game of the night tonight. Wait, which game? Atlanta Dodgers. Phenomenal game. Wow. Minus one fifty. What's that say to you? I know what it says to me. Lay it. <sighs> yeah. Right. You get the Dodgers in the first game of the series. Gabe says it all the time on in-game live. When you get them, when when they can be gotten, it's the first game of the series. Now, two schools of thought here, right? When do you get the Dodgers at a nice plus price like this? Rare. Plus, get, yeah, plus 130 at some books right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't get the Dodgers over the past couple years at a plus price like this. They've been underdogs. I think Ralph said it. Uh, on wager talk, I think he did it last year. We can have SoCal do it and run it how many times. They've been a dog like three times or something, four times in the past 18 months. 
Like, and here's here's one stat to look at. Freddie Freeman in his career is eight for fifteen with two home runs and four RBIs, batting five thirty three against Charlie Morton. Oh, over baby. What's the total? Nine, nine and, and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. Nine and a half. Yeah, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is betting three twenty four. JD Martinez is betting three oh three. David Peralta is David Peralta is betting five thirty eight against Charlie Morton. So the, the 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 Dodger lineup can hit. And I don't know anything about Gavin Stone. Is he? He he must be just a, an opener, right? I don't think he's going to pitch much. Yeah, he's just he's just coming in. Nobody, no no hitter on the Braves' entire roster has faced Gavin Stone in the big leagues before. Yeah, yeah, I got to do a little research on uh, Gavin Stone. But yeah, my first thought is Braves, and I mean, from the sounds of it, over because the yeah. Dodgers are going to score. We might have one of those eight fivers. You know, something like that. Both team totals over, something like that. Um, if if the rest of the lineup has success, I you know, I haven't looked at the splits at all. I, there's a bunch of stuff that I do before I look at baseball games, and I haven't looked at anything because I've been just hanging with Brother Doug. Yeah, fine. And then finally, you're going to this game. St. Louis has won 8 of 10 after being a doormat in the division. Oh, All of a man. sudden, the Cardinals are alive. They're just five games back of first place now, and they're minus 195 favorites against Cincinnati today. They're Home back, dogs baby. in the Reds are like the Cardinals to keep it rolling. <laughs> so so it's, it's pretty simple. You were getting the Cardinals when they were bad and people, you know, were stepping on them when they were down. But other people were looking at them going, now's the time to buy. Now's the time to buy. Now, you know, because the NL Central is what it is. And, you know, this is where we besmirch the Pirates and the struggles that they were are going through now. Baseball is such an ebb and flow. You're getting the Cardinals going good. It's expensive as hell, P-Roll. I'm yep. here in Ohio. It's minus two dollars. Yep. Yeah. One one ninety five. Yep. Same difference. Yeah. It's it's up to two dollars on the road, but um, I don't want nothing to do with Cincinnati right now. I'm, yeah. I'm you know they they battled the Yankees pretty good over the weekend. Uh, the Reds did, but no, nah, this is I mean it's chalky as hell. St. Louis first five, maybe a little bit less. Maybe St. Louis team total over. Give yourself options, but Cardinals are nothing. I don't want the Reds. Yeah, launching pad in, in, in Cincinnati. That'll, yeah. be a fun ga- that'll be a fun game to go to, though. It's not too humid yet there, hopefully, for you guys tonight. Beautiful day today. I mean, I, you, you forget about how nice the weather is here when it gets into the, the, the uh, you know, high May. 50s at night. Yeah. It's great and sun shining. And I was on a riding mower, for God's sakes. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, better to book a time. Yep. Uh, I am continuing my fading of the A's. I am two and one doing this so far on this seven game road trip. Yeah. Got it. Sweaty as holy hell yesterday with a two nothing win, but the run line did come in and cash at minus 160 with yes. Framber throwing a complete game shutout for the what Astros. We got Castillo on the mound tonight for the Mariners, and the guy that's throwing for the A's has a road ERA of <laughs> 10.7. The irony of the A's, the fact that Uh-oh. we're on them is even better. Hello. Yes. What happened? Yes, there we go. Now you're back. Right. You were off for a second, and now you're Sorry. back. All right. I don't know what happened there. I got to so the irony of the irony of of Vegas possibly or the A's possibly moving to Vegas and us picking on them the entire time before they actually come. If they come, <laughs> would just there, there, there's so much to be had there. Um, Josie Myers, 
listens to the show religiously. We gave him an assignment, and he's taking it very seriously. Joe C., all you got to do is did the A's win or lose? That's the money line number. And did the A's win or lose by a run and a half or not? That's it. Don't make it harder than it is. That's all we're do the fa- yeah just and, and, and do the do the favor. Don't do the raise on the, the, the A's, A's on the run no, line. Just, did the do, A's, do the, the favor yeah, right? So the, the A's didn't cover the run line. That goes as a loss. Right. That's it. If it, you know, so the favorite covered the run line against the A's. That's a win. If they did not, it's a loss. All right, Josie. Yeah. It's, so it's currently two and one up point six units right now. The run line betting or. The run line. Betting or booking minus 150. Mariner Betting. the run line. Tonight. Betting. This is one of those things. There's no discussion. There's no thought. There's none of that shit. It's bet it yep. and keep betting it. This is a bad baseball team that's not getting any better. There's no hope yet. We're not selling hope. We're doing bet it or book it. Bet it. Done. Mm. First period under one and a half goals. Florida and Carolina is a 15 and three and a 14 and three record for these two teams. I got it incredibly the most miracle bet of the entire 2023 year so far was getting not one, but two goals overturned in the first period of game two between Florida and Carolina to stay under one and a half goals. But I'm betting it again, only minus 110 betting in a booking first period under tonight under one and a half. I think that's a bet, no? Yes. I think that's like- a bet. I think, but but like, so even like in, in when I was playing blackjack a lot and stuff, sometimes you get a run that makes no sense and you win. It's time to cash the chips in and like not do it again for a little while. I don't know if we're, <laughs> we're, we're tempting fate here by going back in and saying bet it because tonight will be the night they get a couple goals in the first period, but the games are going to play the same. There's going to be one that maybe doesn't, but this is an under bet game, first period, team totals, all of it. I like it. And then fi- finally, speaking of under, under 224 and a half, I got this number last night for Lakers Nuggets. It's down to 223 in some spots. Eight. What did you get? 224 and a half. Good number. Betting overnight. I think, I think we bet it again. I think this is a bet, bet, bet type of day for better to book it that's good good start to a monday had a good week last week we'll see what happens this week all right before i let you go favorite thing about today is what all right one i'm in columbus ohio it's awesome two i got to go see the savannah bananas with the kids and jess on saturday night guys if you're ever in range of going go it's very entertaining it's baseball it's like the harlem globetrotters i met a girl who's now working slash interning for the Savannah Bananas, who I want to come on the show. It was amazing. I sat up high away from Jess and the girls, figured out a way because they're the consig kids to get the first row. They sat in the first row at the stadium when general admission seating, they ended up in the first row. I ended up in the Bob Euchre seats. I waved at them. They waved at me. They reminded me that they were down there and I wasn't, et cetera, et cetera. It was fun. But I had a great experience, and I met someone who told her about the show. Caroline, if you're here and listening or if you you find the show, she found the YouTube channel. She subscribed. I said, tell everyone that you know in Savannah to subscribe and like the Bostonian versus the book. We'll come down and we'll do a game, whatever. It's awesome. But three, my favorite fucking thing about today was 
right before we got in the car to drive here, I was doing an interview talking about what the line could be in the NBA Finals. Brother Doug's phone rang. He ran and hid in a room so he could not listen to me talk for five minutes. Came out. I couldn't find him. The dogs were going crazy. He's got two dogs named Sedona and Phoenix because he loves Arizona. And he said, I said, what was that about? Is everything okay? He said, I just got, that was the, that was the doctor. I just got the clear two years, clear call. We hugged, we cried, we smiled. I said, I'm so happy for you. This is my favorite thing about today. It's life, it's family, it's, it's all of the above and just keep going always forward, never straight. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for liking, subscribing. We're going to do more of this. Yeah, it's fun. Tomorrow, same thing, right? Same tourist business tomorrow? Tomorrow, same thing. We're going right now. I'm going to grab a bite to eat, and then we're going to go to Cincinnati and see the Reds play the Cardinals. Tomorrow, you got to pick up Maddie earlier, so we're going to do a show earlier. That's the plan, right? Yeah, 10 if possible, like 10 to 11. Madeline gets out of school. Tomorrow's the last day of school. She gets out of 12. Pacific times or Eastern times? What are we talking about? Pacific times, sorry. So 1 o'clock. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Yeah, we'll make it work. Okay. Um, That is my favorite thing about today because today is the last full day of school. And so today is – tomorrow is a nothing – do whatever you want type of day. Madeline got up today. Free dress is always fun because she wears a school uniform to school. So she was ecstatic to get to pick out her own uniform, her own clothes today and act like a kid that we used to have when we were going to school. So um, I'll go get her today. And it's, it's crazy that you have a fourth grader now. I have a fourth grader now. And we head off into what will be a really fun and crazy summertime. We've got a lot of really cool things coming, guys. June 8th and June 9th, by the way. Just go ahead and remember that. June 8th, June 9th. And also do me a favor. In the Discord channel, if you guys haven't gone, bvbshow.com. Come on over and join it. But tell us what you think of this because these are things that we're trying to figure out what you guys like, what you guys don't like. We don't have bosses. So like, we can do literally whatever we want. And if this is cool, we can do these types of things. And, you know, we've had, I mean, we need over 70 people in here at one point. I don't know what the number is now, but we've had, you know, you guys are doing a great job coming over and being a part of this. And the chat will, is a huge part of the show. And I'm not saying we never come off a video. It's just fun to kind of see how you guys respond. So definitely give us a review as to how you guys think this show went and we'll do it again tomorrow. Dave, have fun with the game. Say hi to your brother for me. This was a lot of fun. We didn't have any connection issues or nothing. So this is perfect. Uh, enjoy it guys. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. We'll be back. I'm going to do my best to post this. It's already going to be on the Twitter account, so it'll be up there. I'm going to try to figure out how to get this onto our podcasting platform at some point in the next hour. I'll try to figure it out. <laughs> Dave, thank you. For Brigade, thank you. We'll talk to you tomorrow for See another you, episode of BVB.